Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Five Songs or Less. This is Danny, and I punished Dante this time with Empire, Empire, I Was a Lonely Estate. Hey Dante, have you uh, have you finished reading the song titles for all the songs that I gave you? Hey, hold one sec, I'm uh, number four right now, <laughs> give me a sec. Literally one of the song titles, I just found out the full title because <laughs> it cuts this off. morning because when i was listening to it on spotify mm-hmm. the portion of the title it showed me was it was enough it was a complete sentence it is yes i did not realize there was punctuation and more <laughs> after that and so it kind of messed me up because i had a somewhat decent intro into this song oh yeah and then i found out there was like eight more words and I, like, I can't do anything with this like no. so uh yeah true to the emo stereotype i guess <laughs> yeah poetic weird song titles that don't really mean anything and sometimes don't have anything to do with the actual song right and i remember one of your like recently like you never really used to like this guy but i think just as of maybe a couple years ago he became one of your personal heroes if not musical um i remember a long time ago jesse lacy saying that he wanted to name his songs like long phrases that had nothing to do with the like lyrical content to kind of mess with djs and it was like oh like who who cares like leave radio djs (laughs) like they just want to play your music (laughs) they've suffered enough I, i well i mean I, I just thought it was like a very like I'm I'm 25 and I'm sticking it to the man. Yeah. Radio DJs who no longer have jobs. <laughs> yeah, I guess they did have some long song titles. I didn't really get into yeah, that album. They had um yeah, I guess it really was just that that or maybe the first two, on. I don't know. I didn't I'm even less into the first one. The first one had like Sudden Death in Carolina, Jude Law and A Semester Abroad. Yeah. But the second album had Okay, I believe you, but my Tommy gun don't. Yeah. Uh, good to know if I ever need attention. All I have to do is die, which was just a little overkill. Mm-hmm. Good song, though. Good song. Good guy. Good song, good guy. You're going to cancel yourself, buddy. Whatever. I'm in quarantine. Come at me. <laughs> Come at me, um, social justice warriors who understandably want things to be better for everybody. <laughs> I was really into the long song title thing for a while, like the non nonsensical song title thing. Yeah, because of like, I was, uh, I got it from Saves the Day. That's who inspired me to do it. Hmm. Wait, inspired you to do it? Do you have some long song titles from your catalog that you would like to share? <sighs> no. Okay. Well, because uh, like you're embarrassed, or because you don't have them. Well, I don't have them. You just said that inspired you to do it. But yes, I know, but I don't remember them because they're long and nonsensical. I thought you were only 39. <laughs> I guess a couple of the songs in my the punk band I was in, there was The Killer Leads the Funeral and The Devil's Work is Never Done. It's not that long. I know, they're not that long. But they haven't, I mean, it's not like I say those lines in or not like cody says those lines in the song oh okay well i sorry i, I think i missed that album 
Um, you got anything you want to talk about before we start this shit? Um, I mean, everything's bad. Mm-hmm. And I hate it. And I'm sad. Mm-hmm. And I'm mm-hmm. punishing myself with bad food. Um, mm-hmm. But I practice some self-care by listening to a whole bunch of this really emotional music that you gave me. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. Maybe it yeah, wasn't the right. the right time to give you this band. Um, we'll 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 talk about that actually. Okay, I okay. have some thoughts on 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 the timing and and all of that. Okay, so but before we get into the songs, mm-hmm. real briefly, I want to get into the lead guy of this band. Mm-hmm. Is it it? So it's Keith. Is it Latinin? Sure. I have no idea how okay. to pronounce his last name. Okay, let's go with Latinin. Okay. Um, Keith Latinin. It's a very hockey name, by the way. Yeah. He's a, um, he's a sports guy. You guys would probably be buds. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm instantly friends with everyone who likes sports. I know. I know. That's me, notorious uh, many friend haver. <laughs> Come on, a, a sports guy that's into emo. Well, he's really into video games and stuff, too, but not Madden. Okay, so I was up until very late last night playing video games, mm-hmm. and it was not Madden. Okay, was it like like a basketball game then? Or? <laughs> <laughs> it was not a sports game, but it is a game that I feel like is played by the dumb jocks of the non-sports gaming world. Mm, Call of Duty? If that makes any sense. No, I don't like, I don't like shooters. Okay. I was playing Skyrim. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, that's cool. I love I love it. I feel like it kind of gets a lot of shit. Like it's not the cool RPG, you know, but I can just like walk around in a forest with a sword for hours and hours yeah. and like I I didn't accomplish a thing and that's fine. Yeah. No, I don't it's just I I don't think it's looked down on. Okay. I mean, I know like it sells really well and like I mean, every 10 years it wins, like, game of the year. Yeah, because um, we remastered it instead of making a new game. Oh, my God. So, I think Morrowind came out in, like, 02, 03 for the first Xbox, mm-hmm. maybe? Then Oblivion comes out in 06. Then four years later, Sky or five years, four or five years, Skyrim comes out. The next one isn't coming out until <laughs> maybe, like... 23 24 yeah i've never played the like online version and i feel like that's where all of their effort has been going is so okay what i don't even know the uh the abbreviation or the acronym but what it's like m-m-o-r-p-g or something i think that's right yeah what what is that uh something multi mega multi online some you know like I, I I don't know what it is. I feel like I wouldn't like it. Yeah, I'm not into those kind of games. What is M- massively multiplayer online game? Yeah, that, oh, that fucking sounds massively. Terrible. Like I had no idea that's what the first M stood for. That's a very stupid massively word. Massively multiplayer. That's fucking stupid. <laughs> God. But like the, the reason I love Skyrim is that I can be by myself. I'm by myself yeah. in my home yeah. and then by myself in a separate world. <laughs> like the last thing I wanted to do is like, hey, let's let's bring in a massive amount of strangers. 
Yeah, I've never done the MMO thing. I tried, yeah. but I wasn't into it. With what game? The only one I've actually like tried to play was the uh, Knights of the Old Republic one. And it's on the computer, and I don't really play games on my computer. I've only I've been a console guy. And so I install the game, and I'm like trying to learn how to do the controls and figure shit out. And as I'm doing this, some fucking dude, I assume a 12-year-old boy, comes up to me and challenges me to a duel. And I'm like, dude, no. I don't want to fight anyone because I don't know what I'm doing yet. So I say no. And he does it again. And I say no. (laughs) The third time I say no, he just puts a bomb down and runs away and kills me. So I shut the game off. Yeah. The, The chaos that online seems to bring does not seem appealing at all yeah no though that's becoming more and more like the real world so i guess in that way like the (laughs) level of reality is stepped up yeah yeah you could try like witcher or something like that aren't those games like that i i have and it it sort of scratches the itch and i actually just downloaded another game because i literally googled games to play if you like skyrim (laughs) (laughs) and because a bunch of fucking uh, normie idiots like me have Googled that. Uh-huh. A it lot says of Madden. Like re- <laughs> it just says video games aren't for you, idiot. Um, no, I feel like these sites have reverse engineered articles uh-huh. because they know people are searching for this. <laughs> but so I downloaded this game called Kingdom Come Deliverance. Okay. And it's like this adventure RPG game. It's it's all it's kind of set in the real world though, where it's there's no like monsters or trolls or magic or anything. It's just, it's back in like 1400s, um, like Eastern Europe, I think. Mm-hmm. I haven't even played it yet because like midway through downloading it, I was like, I could just start playing Skyrim. <laughs> Make it and that's character what I did. And, yeah. I, I just, yeah, I just started over because in, in my other game, I was to the point where like there was no more challenges, mm-hmm. you know, because I'd, I'd put, however many hundreds of hours into being single and so yeah i just started over and was like i i I have forgotten most of these early quests because it was so many years ago yeah so anyway yeah well that does it for today's uh (laughs) video game podcast we can't call it uninformed gamer because conan Conan already does that well i don't know maybe this can be a a recurring um, (laughs) empire empire i was a lonely gamer Ooh, that's pretty good. <laughs> oh, but I mean, we, we'd have to take the was out of it. I am a lonely gamer. Yeah. I, that, um, I When I first found out about the band, I could never remember if it was was or am. Empire, Empire, I am a lonely estate or I was a lonely estate. It's, it's was, right? It is was. Okay, okay. And it is kind of a terrible name. Yeah, it's... Okay. So, oh boy, I don't, I don't want to jump to the end and start getting into some some overarching thoughts okay. too much. But I would say the name mm-hmm. and the song titles, slightly indicative of, of Keith, my boy Keith, mm-hmm. and, and how I think he goes about being an artist. And a little indicative of my, my feelings on this band. And that means nothing yet. Which is obnoxious. So let's <laughs> let's get into the music, okay? Okay, let's do this. Um, 
I think I just need to be straightforward with everybody. Look at these fucking song titles mm-hmm. um, and either thank or blame Danny that there is nothing that can reasonably be done with them. Yeah. They're long or yeah. one of them is, has a word that's hard to pronounce. Yeah. And uh, the other word is uh, the only way to pun it is to get myself in trouble. <laughs> so <laughs> not, yeah, there's, it's, it's a lose-lose situation. Yeah. Well, Dante, first song I gave you, number 87 on Vulture's list of greatest emo songs. Keep what you have built up here. You've never seen any of those words before. <laughs> you found out early on that I'm not the best reader. Okay. So this song, the first song you gave me, um, starts with a pretty up-tempo guitar intro. Mm-hmm. And so instantly liked it. It, it was instantly kind of like, all right, I, <clears throat> I, I kind of have an idea of what I'm getting into. Um, the, you know, the tones here, the, the vibe here are all things I'm familiar with. Yeah. And then when the singing started, both Keith and I said the same thing. (laughs) Oh no. I was definitely, uh, taken aback by the vocals. Uh I was not expecting his voice to sound like that. Yeah. It, I don't know if that's just how he naturally sings or found that that's, the best way he can sing. Yeah. Um, but it, it seems, or, or is it a choice? I feel like you know, it's a choice. He, it's an interesting choice. Mm-hmm. Very Anthony green to me. Yeah. I sort um, of know who that is. <laughs> That's circus survive guy, right? Circus survive. Um, post good. Sayosin. So my, my first listen opinion was, I feel like, the vocals might lower their ceiling mm-hmm. or like I learned a couple weeks ago with propagandi, propagandi, propagandi. One of those. I could just wait. I should just wait to form any thoughts <laughs> and just see if I can't train myself to like anything. Yeah. And that's pretty much what ended up happening. <laughs> the, the, the more I listened to all the songs, the less the vocals kind of distracted me Mm -hmm. but they were definitely a distraction at the beginning yes when you first heard this band was it at all an obstacle for you i don't remember it being an obstacle i don't really remember when i first heard them um so i don't have any memories of like you know how i found them or or the first time i listened to them or anything like that so i don't recall if the his voice or anything was off-putting i don't think so i feel like i liked it because this was one of the first songs that i really that i really liked of theirs and i don't know what it was because like on the chorus for example 
he barely hits that note. Yeah. Barely. But but I kind of love it. Right. In some ways, it's endearing and it's very like, there's something nice about him being like, this is how I sing Mm -hmm. and this is how it's going to be, Mm -hmm. even though he has to know he's not a great singer. Yeah. It's almost like, like Owls or, you know, Tim Kinsella's voice in Owls and kind of a few of his bands. Um, A little bit, but his Tim Kinsella, Tim Kinsella's voice in Owls fluctuates a little bit more and it kind of will like, will almost go to like sort of talk singing, but he's, he's kind of like relaxing. Tim's kind of like relaxing his throat or his vocal cords a little bit more and he's, he's like, uh, almost like kind of grumbling over some of the music uh-huh. where Keith just seems like he's really straining. He's just singing from his head mm-hmm. and he has like, I mean, you say he barely hits that note. He's only got three. So <laughs> like his, his range is just super narrow. Like, yeah, it seems like the music is doing a whole bunch mm-hmm. and then his voice is just like flatlining to that one mm-hmm. <laughs> that one note mm-hmm. you know and it did take me a little bit to to get past that yeah um though and so i agree i don't love anthony green i i never got into circus survive i thought they were stupid in high school yeah um his voice keith's voice also reminds me of some of claudio's vocals mm-hmm. in Prizefighter Inferno. Yeah, yeah. He would do like super high um almost childlike singing. And there there's a song later on that we'll get to where where Keith kind of does something like that. He does a couple things that may me just go, you got to have balls to make this decision. <laughs> to to choose to sing like this. There's one in particular that it almost made me laugh. Mhm. But I like now, like I I like it so much. But it's an absolutely crazy <laughs> decision to like sing that way. Listen back, look at your bandmates, and be like, "Yeah, I think we got it." <laughs> it's just I, you know, hat, hats off to him, I guess, for for doing what he wants. Yeah. So so another early thought I had about this song was, and this was maybe a couple times through the playlist. I was wondering, hmm, I like this. Do I like, like, do I like this because I like the genre or do I like this because I like this particular version of it? Mm -hmm. And early on, I was pretty sure I was on the side of, I like this style of music more than I like their take on it. Mm -hmm. I was pretty set that, yeah, I mean, this, this is, this is good. Mm -hmm. I think there's better versions of this. Yeah. Um, and, and as we get through the songs, I, I can kind of tell you how that thought ebbs and flows. But the next thing I want to say about this band. Mm-hmm. So I watched a live performance of theirs. Um, and it was kind of tough watching live performances because they, for some reason, never played on Letterman <laughs> or on, uh, you know, anything with recording equipment. Yeah, yeah. So all their live stuff is just, you know iPhones Mm -hmm. in very small venues, which is kind of cool. One of the videos I watched, and and from what I gathered, they've gone through some slight lineup changes. Not surprisingly, most of those have to do with drummers. I think they've had three or four different drummers in their short period as a band. This guy looked like 
And they're from Michigan, too, which doesn't help. But <laughs> this guy looked like he had to get permission from his militia to let him play the show. <laughs> Wait. Like... Keith? No, 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 no. The drummer. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, the, the, the drummer. And, and I was trying to figure out, like... Because I, I had all the names, and so I was, like, searching desperately, like, what is the name of this drummer? Uh-huh, like, uh-huh. There, was, there was two Johns, neither of them with an H. I will, I will send you this link just so you can take a quick look at this drummer. Okay, okay. Um, this, this guy, he's got the look, and he's got the chops. He was fucking great. Their drums um, but they play are one of my favorite things about this band. Not justified. necessarily on this song. Like, this song is pretty straightforward but as we get through i have multiple multiple notes on fucking drums so good <laughs> keith plays a lot of the the my favorite drum beats actually oh really does he he, he does jump he does jumps <laughs> he does he does drums he does. In, he, in the recording uh on the first album he does a, a lot of them well that is a talented dude because um mm-hmm. i think let's see so uh, in this set that I'm sending you, they played two songs that you gave me, and I only listened to them. You see that drummer, though? Yeah, I could see him being in a militia. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but um, it's just, uh, but he's so good. So they played this song, and then they played the next song um, in, in, in your playlist. I, I don't think they're together in, in this playlist, but um, really enjoyed this. And then I was surprised he plays a Les Paul. Oh really? Yeah, it's just not, you know, I you don't think of Midwest emo as Les Paul music necessarily. What do you think of it as? Yeah, you know, Tellies, Jaguars. Mm, that's true. That's a good point. Um, I mean, and you're you're for sure more of the the guitar guy here, but yeah, when I think of Les Pauls, I think of anything else. To be honest, yeah. I mean, it, I mean, a lot of harder rock, a lot yeah. of. There's like you know. Saves the Day, Get Up Kids. Those are Les Paul bands. But then like American okay. Football, I feel like I think they're a telly band. Owls? That guy uses a Les Paul, I think. But anyway. And it, it's probably just a, a stupid aesthetic thing, but I don't think of the Les... Because the Les Paul is more of a like, I'm a session guitarist. I'm... It's like shiny and crisp and... I don't know where... If you think of... Like kids in a garage. Mm-hmm. If they have a Les Paul, you're like, nah, you're you come from too. Yeah, high your parents have money, it. don't they? Yeah, you f- you little shit. Yeah. You don't deserve not deserve. Okay, I'm gatekeeping for something that I don't need <laughs> I used to. to so. I carried a picture of a Les Paul around in my wallet when when I was in high school. Did you really? Mm-hmm. I wanted a green, emerald green Les Paul standard. Just fucking every day, like fifth period, you're like, huh. Can I go to the bathroom? And then you like <laughs> pull out your picture of a Les Paul. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, okay. I, I guess this has kind of been the standard question I ask you every time, but um, mm-hmm. why this song number one? Because it, it just kind of throws you in there. Yeah. There's no long introduction like on like, most of the other songs. Yeah, the next song for sure. It just kind of hits really hard. There's been a... One or two people where I've been playing this song, like, you know, in the car or whatever. And they're like, oh, who is this? Like that kind of thing. Hmm. Um, and it was an early favorite for me. And it's number seven, number 87 on Vulture's top emo songs of all time. So, you know, got to go with that. I am embarrassed 
to say I have also seen and perused that list. <laughs> like, mm, yeah, yeah, I might have too. <laughs> um, it's got a hardcore part in it randomly or a hardcore sounding part. It's it's weird because this they have a couple songs like that where where I'm like, well, why don't you just why don't you do that a little bit more? Or like, what were you? I don't know. Like maybe they're kind of holding back sometimes. This band's a little weird to me. I have trouble kind of placing them. One of the things that maybe you kind of felt with L1011 because they were instrumental is if you played me a part of any of these songs, I'd be like, oh yeah, that's Empire Empire. I like this. And it, oh, and then the next part goes like this. And then you'd ask mm-hmm. me what song it is. And I'd be like, I, I don't know. Yeah. Except, except for one for sure. Mm-hmm. One for sure is like a little more <laughs> identifiable. Yeah. But, um, okay, well, let's get into the the next song then. Um, the next song is called An Idea is a Greater Monument Than a Cathedral. So this song, like you said, long introduction, it's like three minutes of instrumental rock before the vocals start. And initially, that first three minutes was kind of my favorite part of the playlist. Yeah. I I really liked just vibing out to the instrumental opening of this song. Um, This is, I believe, what they close their set with in this video. Um, And it seems to be a crowd favorite um is this one of their more popular songs i don't know it's one of my favorites it's not what i asked i I know that but i don't know i never saw them live let me see what their top songs are on the uh apple music this guy fucking calls himself a fan i know it is number four on the top songs on apple Music. on apple okay I mean, if they're closing their set, they, they must know that there's some audience response that's awaiting them, which is interesting because the first three minutes of the song is instrumental, but it's really, really good. We talked mm-hmm. two, a week ago about kind of mood music, right? How L1011 yeah. might be a band that you have to be in the right mood to listen to. And yeah. though Empire Empire is not instrumental, this song, like the first half of it is... And it really can suck you into a vibe. And mm-hmm. I got to tell you, late last night, after a very stressful, frustrating day, a, a day that may have, in some ways, turned my mood emo. <laughs> like, this was it. This is what what I wanted. Yeah. And so, and especially the first couple of times I listened through the playlist, the the first half of this song was kind of really like, okay, this this might be my favorite three minutes of the playlist. Mm -hmm. And so again, early on, I was having trouble not being distracted by his voice. Even now, even after listening to all these songs many times, I'm not distracted by the voice, but it still in some ways feels out of place. Mm. Like it doesn't necessarily match the music. (laughs) I don't know how long I will have to listen to it for me to not be somewhat, even slightly, 
taken aback when he starts singing. Um, <laughs> it, it it just, I don't know, it feels a little mid-aughts screamo guy got put into a cool Midwest, like, retro emo <laughs> band. But, yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's it just, there's there might not be a really good comp for it. So, again, kudos to him for being original. But again, it's not like that's just his natural voice. He, I, I really want to ask him why. Why yeah. is maybe it's because that's all he can do, which is fair. Mm-hmm. But if it's like, no, I just thought this was like the best, you know, musical or sonic choice. <laughs> it's just, it's just very strange, and and that's okay. Yeah, that's okay. But by the end of this song, he kind of sings normally. There, you know what I mean? Like the closing is... part of the song, like he kind of lets his voice open up and yeah it, it, so i feel like he can sing in other ways there is another singer at the end of this song oh why doesn't he just sing <laughs> uh i don't know because they wanted to have the singer of the band look mexico come and do a part oh okay so have you seen this full video that i sent you uh no. Okay. What what was the band you just said? Look Mexico. Look okay. Okay, because yeah, when you first said that, I thought you were saying they wanted the singer to look <laughs> like he's from Mexico. <laughs> like I was like, Keith? <laughs> Do you not know what Mexicans look like, Danny? I find that hard <laughs> to believe given a lot of your personal life. Um But so at the end of this song, uh in this video. They they do bring up another singer from like a band that performed with them mm-hmm. that night. Mm-hmm. Um, not Look Mexico. It's a guy named Warren Franklin. Oh yeah, he's the guitarist of Joy de Vivre. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know anything. You do you know who that is? I I do know that band. I I don't know if I knew he was in that band, but I do know who Warren Franklin is. Wait, wait. So so you know both Warren Franklin and. Joie de vivre. I, I cannot say that. <laughs> yes. Um, you know them as two separate entities. I do. And this is a band that I am guessing is on a smaller scale than Empire Empire? Yes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Why? Like, because no, no, well, just because nobody's heard of Empire Empire. I know. I know. And, and so even less, so I'm just saying, like, your, your knowledge goes deep, man. That's impressive. Because Keith... L, however you say his last name, owns a record label called Count Your Lucky Uh Stars. And he put out music by both of those bands or whatever you want to call it. Oh, okay. Okay. So you know them through... Through the label. Empire. Okay. Thus through Keith. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So maybe he can't sing differently. That's just a different person. (laughs) So that that makes a lot of sense. Um, I don't want this whole podcast or this whole episode to be like just about this guy's voice okay um but it is so mm-hmm. forefront in all of their songs it's, mm-hmm. it, it, it's hard it's hard to not to listen i feel probably a lot of people feel this way feel that way about coheed and cambria for the same reason yeah yeah no you're right it's it, they're both very striking mm-hmm. the difference is claudio is like a great singer yeah and keith isn't uh-huh that yeah, I feel like does the, not the videos I watched re- recently after making the playlist. I was like, mm-hmm. ah, he he kind of can't hit those notes live a lot of the time. 
Yeah. And which is fine. I think in the first episode, maybe, mm-hmm. I I said very clearly, I don't like good singing. That's true. So That's true. This you is not, this is, it. so it, it's less that he's not a good singer and more that it's a very weird type of not good singing. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Th- this is too negative because so far we're two for two. Yeah. I like both of these songs quite a bit. I didn't think about this earlier, but since I brought up L1011 about the mood thing, like this also kind of matches. I feel like every single part of their songs are catchy. Yeah. Like every single movement Mm -hmm. like has a a bit of a hook to it. Yeah. There's something in there oftentimes, whether it's a little guitar lead or uh, like a drum fill or something like that. Yeah. We'll get stuck in your head. Yeah, it, it there's no part where I'm just like, I don't know what I'm supposed to latch on to right now. They always give you something, mm-hmm. especially in this next song that I'm excited to talk about. Um, okay, let's not go there yet. Yeah, yeah. So I was going to say, yeah, is there more you want to talk about with this song? So this is, like I said, maybe my favorite song of theirs. Okay. I absolutely love it. I love the part where the Look Mexico guy comes on to sing. I don't know if that's what makes this a really popular song a good closer um i feel like maybe it would be a good closer you know they've got that part where somebody else comes up to sing maybe they bring whoever they're touring with they bring a a different person up every time or something like that so you know it's kind of fun but yeah the just the last two minutes of this song just give me fucking chills every time i listen to it just it has that kind of slow build with the tremolo picking and like Mm -hmm. the I don't know how to describe what they're doing on the crashes, but just like, like doing that kind of shit on the crashes. That like swell. This, yeah. yeah, the swelling kind of part. And then, uh, yeah, look, Mexico guy comes in, uh, does his singing, and I absolutely adore his voice on this song. But uh, every time I've tried to listen to their band, to that band, I can't get into it. Hmm. Um, for Yeah, it's weird. I don't understand why what the difference is but yeah it just kind of slows down for his part and then jumps back up again at the end when they're singing only now i realize i always knew and just the, the kind of overlapping of the two voices and they've got like i don't know just so much shit going on at the end of this song it's oh it just gives me chills and then when i was doing a little research for the podcast uh it's about his dog dying and that just kind of added another layer of like, oh, fuck, oh, this wow. is going to make me cry now. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I never would have thought it was about his dog. Yeah. Or, or Like, are you pretty confident that's correct? I mean, I think so. It. I read it on Genius. So, you know, who knows? Oh, there it is. Keith has said that the song is about his dog who had to be put down due to healthy problems. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know that typo on there was good. Healthy problems. <laughs> this dog is a little too healthy. <laughs> it's really showing off, making us look bad. <laughs> oh, yeah, but but like just the only now I realize I always knew little notation on, on that line on the genius page saying like, you know, after the dog was put down, you realize you you always knew this day would come like that kind mm-hmm. of thing. And. I don't know. We we had to like, a few years ago. We had to put one of our cats down, and you you do kind of just realize that you you know this day is coming with any pet. 
Yeah. Whether they, you know, are a bigger animal that doesn't live as long or, you know, like our cat over here next to me is 16. And, you know, I know someday it's going to happen, but you just don't realize. Just like the line says. Dude, this fucking sucks. I'm so (laughs) bummed out now. I know. That, like, we can talk about so many types of atrocities. Mm -hmm. And yet the just like 12 seconds of thinking about potentially putting a pet down yeah will like absolutely crush me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like my, my cat is laying on its uh like little tree bed or whatever yes right now and he is only two so <laughs> it's actually kind of 50 50 on who's gonna go first <laughs> but yeah, if I, if, like, anytime I think about this, I'm just like, all right, hold on, I have to go pet my cat right now, because, mm-hmm. like, I don't want to be, like, you know, 12 years from now being like, I didn't pet my cat that one day. <laughs> yes, know? yeah. Oh, God, I'm such a softy, but, yeah, the, it's funny, because when you first said that, like, I kind of wanted, when you first said that this was about his dog dying, it's mm-hmm. easy to be, like, dismissive about that. Yeah, yeah. And then you think about it for two seconds, and you're like... Oh, God. Yeah. Like that line, you are your father's son. Like to think that that's about a dog. Mm -hmm. Like at first I'm kind of like, come on. And it's like, oh, no, like you, you had him and the puppy. Like, so you have like lineage of this dog or something. Yeah. And the, um, there's the, the, your mind is young, but your body's old. Like that kind of, oh, God damn it. We gotta talk about something else. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, okay, so the next song, uh, it's a happy song mm-hmm. called The Horror of Rio Vanas. You spoke with the nervous chick that betrayed control. The horror of Rio Vanas, of Rio sure. Veins. Yes. Rio, what do, do we know? What that is? I it is a know. castle level in a Final Fantasy game. Oh, brother! So many of the song titles and often some of the lyrics are about RPG, JRPG video games, hmm. Final Fantasy, Chrono Trigger, things like that. So he like pulls little lines out of there and uses them for song titles. In the game. Okay, that. That is much easier for me to actually dismiss. <laughs> and this is why lyrics are stupid. I think this uh, supports my theory. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get all like emotionally caught up in this song. And then it's <laughs> like, oh, yeah, man, that level's so hard. <laughs> it's like, wait, that that's what like was getting me like that's what ruined my afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> OK, L- let me cue this up for 46 seconds in. Mm hmm. There's this little guitar part that I want to talk about. Okay, so that guitar part. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think of that? What What does that guitar part make you think of? I mean, yeah, do you, do you like it? I do like it. 
I, I like it a lot. Probably often, you know, mouth, mouth it, mouth it. Whatever. Um, what do you think of that guitar part, Dante? I also like it. Okay. I don't know that I've mouthed it. <laughs> Just um, you wait. <laughs> part of me feels like, okay, my guess is that this guy was a huge fan of like all the, you know, mid late 90 emo bands. Mm-hmm. This sounds very much like he was like, okay, and then let's do this. Let's do this part that sounds like an American football song. Mm-hmm. It it sounds very much to me like it, it sounds like an American football throwaway. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. And I, I feel like everything I'm saying is like really critical. I like this song a lot, but there's something about, again, this guy, this band that is like very, oh, we really want to be like this kind of band. We really want to sound like this. Mm-hmm. And I guess to a certain extent, all bands have that. They have, you know, they all have influences and a sound that they're trying to capture. Yeah. This sounds a little, this for whatever reason, this band sounds like a really talented fan trying his best. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. And I don't know, maybe that's not fair. Again, I like it, so I don't even know why, like... <laughs> why are you being such a dick? Yeah, well, I, I mean, because I'm a bad person. <laughs> but, like, it just made me... Th- it's just, That's just kind of what it made me think of. It was like, oh, this is... And maybe it's because my... My breadth of knowledge of the genre is not nearly as deep as yours. I don't know who Joida whatever is. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it just it just really sounds like this is like American football fan fiction. <laughs> it, so <laughs> that's that's a good way to put it. Um, this band and a lot of the bands that were on that are or were on Keith's label, Count Your Lucky Stars, are part of what is maybe begrudgingly known as the emo revivalist right thing or revive emo revival mm-hmm. so yeah they were a lot of these bands were just trying to sound like third wave emo bands and so yeah i mean they sound like some weird mix of american football and mineral or something like that right with i don't even know who singing because it's not like the vocalists to either of those bands sound like keith and then yeah like Joie de Vivre, or however you pronounce that, they sound kind of like that as well, and and so so yeah, it is it's fan fiction for sure, and a lot of those bands, especially the early ones, uh, Empire Empire was one of the first of those that kind of emo revival movement or whatever. Um, yeah, I just eat that shit up, man. And here's the thing, I am too. I yeah. ate up this playlist. I ate up the <laughs> YouTube videos. I guess I just want to like kind of, I'm just curious to maybe talk about that because, mm-hmm. and maybe because the, the emo sound is such a specific sound. You can't, maybe you can't help but sound so much like your influences, yeah. right? I don't know. Like when there was like the early aughts, like garage rock, revival or whatever you want to call that with yeah like, you know the strokes and all of that stuff yeah did they run into the same comparisons in the same way i'm 
comparing Empire Empire to, you know, all those late 90s bands? Probably. I feel like that's that happens with everything. You hear something. It's kind of like what we do every single time we record a podcast. We're like, oh, yeah, we hear this and this sounds like this band. It reminds me of this band. And it depends on how you how you react to that, um, whether it, it's reminding you and it's making you have a negative reaction to where you're like, fuck this. I don't want to listen to this. I'd rather just listen to American football or whatever. Right. Or for like, oh, yeah, th- that's great. This sounds like a new blend or some song that mineral or American football might have might have done and had they stayed a band. But yeah, it's it's almost like that reaction to where I heard back to the motor league and I was like, fuck this, this is different. Uh it's almost kind of a similar reaction where you're like <laughs> fuck this, this is the same. Fuck this, this is the same. This sounds like something I already I already know. And so fuck them. I'm I, it's really it's really tough. This is not an indictment on Empire Empire. I, I think this is just kind of an interesting conversation to have mm-hmm. because yeah. if you choose to, I want to be a band that is like pretty firmly in this genre, right? You mm-hmm. can't you cannot be an emo band, a emo revival band, sort of just a little bit. Like you you kind of are or you aren't, right? You're not like I'm mixing emo revival with grunge with <laughs> black metal. You know, like you, you don't do that. That's and so yeah, if you're gonna do it, you're going to sound like these other bands because the style is so specific. Um, and I guess that's where they will inherently run into problems. Now they're not gonna think of it as problems, but assholes like me are gonna be like, this sounds <laughs> a lot like this other thing. Where you you just can't avoid that. Yeah. But so so here's, <laughs> I just looked up though. To double check when American Football's first album came out, it came out in '99, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So Empire Empire is reviving something that was like seven years old. <laughs> yeah, which I don't know. Like, no, they did not call themselves revivalists. I'm sure. Like that was just kind of a uh, a thing that got slapped on to. Yeah. Oh yeah. For sure. Bands in that you know era, but yeah, like I mean the the Strokes and that whole movement i mean that was it's not like they were reviving stuff from 94 right it was like you were you were going back a little further than that i think and not to say one is better than the other by any means though the emo one is better i just think that's kind of, that's kind of strange i never really thought about that that they were reviving something that really hadn't like had a full life cycle yeah that's the thing with with the internet and the world now is Something can happen in the in the late nineties to early aughts. So American football was ninety seven to two thousand. Okay. Something can happen then. It's easily accessible, no matter how underground it is, mm-hmm. because you know if it's not on Apple Music, it's on Bandcamp, and it's easy to find. And so, people who were probably in you know late teens, early twenties, or something, in the early aughts, downloaded some music. And found these bands or whatever and are trying to recreate that versus the garage rock, like the strokes or whomever might have heard some bands that happened 30 years ago. Or there's the whole like 20 year cycle of trends and stuff, how like 
90s trends are starting to come back now right uh, in, in fashion and stuff because it's been like 30 or 20 years or whatever mm-hmm. i feel like with music and maybe even other things too fashion or movies or whatever these kind of things might start coming around a little faster because there's so much information so easily obtained now the popularity obs- not not obscurity but like so yeah maybe it goes obscurity popularity it's old school you know out of fashion nostalgia like that mm. cycle yeah is like seven years now when yeah maybe <laughs> it used to be 25 yeah my, i guess my my original point was just it it does sound that they're very deliberately trying to be like one of these bands which is fine mm-hmm. maybe it's again th- this these episodes where you're punishing me with a band, um, there always could be a segment a segment called "This is a me problem." <laughs> yeah. M- yeah, maybe it's it's hard for me to acknowledge that they're very deliberately trying to be like one of these bands, mm-hmm. and it just sounds like they're maybe one step removed from their target, or yeah. it's like the it's the uncanny valley of emo. Like, yeah. boy, this is really really close to the emo I know. Just mm-hmm. something is slightly different. And, mm-hmm. and and more so than just his voice, because that's that's so obvious. But yeah. Um okay, let's let's narrow focus back to this song. Um okay. this song made me like laugh out loud the first time. <laughs> just how quick I I wrote I I love the urgency of this song. Is are you talking about just the beginning, how it just kind of jumps in right away? Um, no, no, I, or the end (laughs) more so the end Yeah. more so like right in the midway point where, where he starts that like refrain. Mm -hmm. I know you will carry all this weight home Mm -hmm. that part. Yes. Okay. You, you sounded unsure or something. Oh no, no. I fucking love that part. That part is, I think why I put this song on here. It totally makes sense. But what's crazy is it might also be the most just like mentally bonkers part that I had to really wrap my <laughs> head around because he taps like, so he, he sings it in his somewhat normal voice the first few times. Yes. And then he like taps into this like growly, like mm-hmm. voice breaking part. Yeah. And he sounds like he's, <laughs> he sounds like he's a screaming Muppet. like if you listen to just that part and like think of a like a big muppet mouth just like chomp 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 opening (laughs) and closing you know like like if you cut an apple and just make it look like it's talking that's (laughs) that's the voice that comes out of that apple it is insane that that's how he sings the last part of this song but it it does not take long to love it yeah yeah I obnoxiously beat the drum of lyrics are overrated and I, I'm never going to not think that, uh-huh. but a lyric like this is relatively simple and it, it hits so well. Yeah. I know you will carry all this weight home when all of your fears come true. Mm-hmm. Right. Those are two connected, but maybe separate thoughts. But I mean, in that, like, I don't know what fears like, why are they coming true when they carry this weight home? Like, it doesn't matter. Like, there's, like, just trigger words in some songs that 
instantly inject this like emotion into me. And, yeah. and it's probably a different emotion or a different thought into everyone who listens to it. And that's why I like lyrics that are somewhat vague because you can just kind of, you can feel it however you want to feel it, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. So saying like, and all of your fears, because right, it's, it's two different lines. It's when all of your fears come true and then the next time it'll be and all of your fears. Yeah, I think he kind of changes it up. Yeah. So everyone's going to hear and all of your fears and then instantly get almost not defensive, but like take it personal. Like, yeah, yeah. And all of my fears. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. It's so it's it's a, a very vague line that could be super specific to every listener. And I mm-hmm. love stuff like that. There, there was a line in the last in the last song when the part you were talking about. And and only now I realize I always knew if you don't know that's about a dog. That can mean whatever you want. So many things, yeah. But it's going to be something meaningful. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be like you listen to that and it's like, oh, to me, that was just when I decided not to have an extra piece of cheesecake. Like, you're going to instantly like make that something super meaningful to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so I, I really like that. So yeah, the I mean, this whole song is great. The The back half of the song is, again... This guy's vocal choices are ridiculous, but it it's so good. It's like yeah. it's him. It's him letting go. Not that he ever cares, seemingly, um, about how his vocals are going to be evaluated or interpreted. <laughs> but sure, like sure. specifically in the last part of this song, he's like, "I'm letting whatever emotion is in me just like I'm letting that dictate how these words come out, and I do not care how it sounds." Yeah, and and I really really like that this might be it's tough because there's a lot of good parts in these songs this might be the like the highlight yeah that the last half of this song yeah this and this is i feel like i don't remember him ever doing that with his voice on any other song yeah you cannot make that your sound yeah yeah you just can't i'm gonna this is gonna be tough i want to try to pinpoint the exact screaming muppet (laughs) part of this song also, dibs on Screaming Muppets. Okay, okay. hold on. Here we go. Yeah. yeah, that is so, like, it's been a while since I've watched The Muppets, but, <laughs> I mean, like, when Miss Piggy yells, or I feel like maybe, like, Gonzo, like, they get that, like, kind of, like, Argh! like, you know <laughs> what I'm talking like, about? That's, like, behind the scenes, Gonzo in the dressing room just yelling at his assistant. <laughs> he just, yeah, he left a mic on, he's going all Christian Bale at a crew member. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So insane. So good. Yes. Again, the fucking drums on this song are just oh, so good. They, I don't know which, who's drumming on this. You can, I can never really tell, but they do one of my other favorite things a lot. Um, and I know Keith does it on 
the songs that he drums on and whomever is drumming on this one. I don't know. Um, so last, when we talked about L1011, I talked about the the tapping on the rim of the snare or the kick mm-hmm. drum or whatever. One of my other favorite things is doing fills with just like barely tapping a cymbal, maybe hitting the bell at the top, you know? Yeah. Just like real quick, like they don't even crash out or anything. But there's so much of that in this song, especially on the quieter part when it kind of gets quiet and he's first saying those, though, you will carry all this weight home. It's just every time I hear that, I'm just like, yes. It's not quite dishwasher drums. Yeah. But that's kind of the ingredients of what dishwasher drums are when you, you're doing all these like splashes and whatnot. Yeah. But yeah, in, in this, in these songs. It's not, it's not showing off. No, no, not at all. But it's yeah, just like. It's, it's just a, a good technique <clears throat> that I feel like is underutilized. I feel, so what's f- funny is I didn't really think about the drums of this band until I watched live. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's a good thing because they were never distracting. They were always just playing what the song needed. Yeah. And I sometimes I will listen to songs and like really hone in on the drums because I, I like drums and uh, they're fun to listen to. Mm-hmm. But with these, with the way these songs are constructed, they're just like, I don't want to say in the background because that makes, that makes it seem like they're inconsequential. And that's not the case. But they do they stay perfectly in their lane and like those little splashes you're talking about, I feel like they fill spaces Mm -hmm. like really well without being like, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Out of breath. Um, (laughs) They are very, very, um, what's a good adjective here? Um, Quick Mad Libs. What's an adjective, Danny? (laughs) Um, they are very percussive. Percussive, yeah. <laughs> they are percussively restrained. The, I, I was trying to think of a better word, um, but yeah, they, they're they're restrained in a way that adds that it's like addition by subtraction. And mm-hmm. God yeah. damn it, this is the part of the episode where we try to really talk about the music, and we're just fucking like blindfold <laughs> whiffing at the pinata. It's just it's so embarrassing. But yes, I, I agree. The, the drums are really great, and I, I wish I knew the guy's name who it plays in that live video. Yeah. Um, he, he he was really great, and it was fun to watch. Um, but yeah, love this song. It's fucking great. Screaming Muppets are fucking great, man. <laughs> you ready to try out that, that pun? Yes. Okay. This actually kind of goes back to what we were talking about with, with pets and all that, so hopefully this doesn't bring everyone down, but... Um, <laughs> Last night, like, my cat Ben got on the roof. Like, he's an indoor cat, so he doesn't even go out. But it's been almost a year and a half since he was, like, allowed to spend any time outside, like how prisoners get time in the yard. Um, So I'm on the second floor. Okay. And he quickly found out that he can just scale down this drain pipe to get to the ground and then I spent a couple nights last summer, like either chasing him or searching for him around this neighborhood. Oh, and that no. is, that's a type of stress I do not need. No. Where it's like 2 a.m. and I'm like going through alleys, like hoping I don't get, you know, shot or something. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But also it's just, it's very scary to potentially lose a pet. Yes. 
So anyway, so he doesn't go outside, but I was bringing some stuff in from my car and he took that opportunity to sneak out. And then luckily, instead of going down to the ground, he went up to the roof where there's this landing where you get in my place. And then he continued up the this like staircase. And it was scary because it's winter in a yeah. cold weather state, two story building. And so I kind of panicked and I climbed up a telephone pole thinking I could get to the roof this way because I'm not a cat. So I climbed <laughs> up this telephone pole, jumped onto the roof. Holy and shit. Severely sprained my ankle. Luckily, what? it did not get any worse. But I was able to get my cat. I kind of slid down the roof of this stairwell and was able to get back into my apartment. Well, my landlord found out about this and was like, what the fuck are you doing? You can't be climbing up telephone poles. Why didn't you just call me? And I was like, well, I don't know. How are you going to like help me get my cat off a roof? And he was like, I don't know if we had found you any ladder. So yeah, so none of that happened. Uh, my ankle's fine. Oh, God, it's what? Well, you, I had to create. I had to create a story <laughs> to get to a potentially needing a ladder. But here's the fucking thing. I came oh. up with that whole goddamn story, and then I realized it's like, oh, like make the window bigger, you would have <laughs> drowned. It's like, oh fuck. You would have fallen off the roof. So like, so now I was then I was trying to think like, well. Water is normally below, mm-hmm. so how am I going to... So I, I have to say I'm going down a ladder into <laughs> water, like, or the water is up above me, like there's a water tower, and I just kind of got... Um, I got frustrated and gave up. Sure, sure. <sighs> so, all right, so anyway, then the fifth and final song... What? No! I'm just, I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we haven't talked about this one yet. Uh, I feel like I've... I've expended all my energy, though. I know. Let me say, um, th- I have the least amount of notes on this song. Me too. I wonder if it's cut for similar reasons. Probably not. Um, for me, it's because it is so damn easy to just zone out to this song. Mm-hmm. This might be the vibiest of all the songs you gave me. Okay. Um, why do you have the least amount of notes on this song? This one was just kind of my, my wild card. Like... It was going to be this one or like three or four others, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, this was the one that uh, I could have just replaced with another song. Not to say that it's a bad song or a throwaway song. There are some lyrics uh, that are kind of the catchy part in this one when he says like uh, all of East Lansing was there just for some reason that always stuck out in my head. This, oh, I thought he said all of East Lansing was there. This is saying littered. All of East Lansing was littered with collegiate speak. Oh. Anyway. Um, collegiate speak is another one that always stuck out to me. Yes. So that that's the part that stuck out to me, too. Because um, you don't hear that word that often. No, speak? Rarely. <laughs> 
Yeah, no, collegiate speak is good because do you know um, what he's referencing there? Like specifically uh, with East Lansing? If it has something to do with sports, no. It it doesn't, but that's – so Lansing is where Michigan State is. Uh-huh. And for as like maybe a waste of time as investing into watching and knowing about sports can be, <laughs> it has greatly improved my – like my geography was very good from at least American geography was very good from a young age because like I have to know where all these cities are. I don't have to, but you know, it's like, otherwise I'm not going to know where green Bay, Wisconsin is. Um, I don't know. It does add some sort of geographical context to the country we live in. When, when he said all of East Lansing, I thought, Oh, and then he says collegiate speak. I'm like, Oh yeah, he's at Michigan state. So now this song means a little bit more to me. Thanks to sports. So take that, nerd. <laughs> yeah, he likes sports. He likes Michigan sports. So let's see, he's a uh, a Lions fan, a Pistons fan, a Red Wings fan. Um, and a, actually, I think I did see him in a Detroit Tigers hat, maybe on his Instagram. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he posts about it on Facebook sometimes. And I'm, I'm just like, oh, I'm just going to keep scrolling, buddy. Dude, I got to say, this Tell me about guy... Emo. <laughs> This guy is a grade A dweeb. Oh, he is. He's a librarian, too. Just like my wife. That's... Oh, so you did watch Borat. <laughs> no, not yet, but we did talk about watching it. I was going through his Instagram, and it was... I can't remember what the picture was, which is like some weirdly angled photo of his face. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the caption was like, me when I'm trying to come up with lyrics or something, LOL. It's like, you you seem like you should be above putting LOL at the end of your Instagram captions. <laughs> like, that's embarrassing, dude. It's more embarrassing than the way you sing. <laughs> so this song and then the next song we're going to talk about both have, well, one of them I think is an overt reference. One is probably more accidental, but the the guitar line the repetitive guitar line at the end mm-hmm. of this song, mm-hmm. um, which I, I do believe I have queued up here. Very explosions in the sky to me. Mm, yeah, yeah, totally. And they, as much as we were saying, like, they're just trying to copy emo, they have a little bit of, like, post-rock guitar in them, I mm-hmm. feel like. Yeah, for sure. I really like that guitar line at the end. That really adds to the the vibiness. Anyway, um, yeah, yeah the, the vocals take a real backseat at the end of this song and they just kind of vibe out for a minute. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, it's, I mean, Explosions is a band that I, I now I like more in spirit than in practice. I can't listen Mm -hmm. to them anymore. Yeah, that that guitar line is the kind of the the right kind of repetitive, you know, like, yes, I I want to just chew on that same melody for a long time. Yeah, totally. And then it gets the the little lead comes in there too. Mm -hmm. After that, yeah. Very pretty. They write some really great guitar parts. Yeah, and, and like I said before, they're all they're all, you know, memorable. They all can kind of hold up on their own. 
Mm-hmm. Um, which I think is pretty impressive. None of it is just, none of it's filler. None of it's like background in like a, in just like a rhythm guitar way where there has to be something filling this space. Like yeah. they're all, they're all, uh, I keep, I use this word too much. I need to expand my <laughs> vocabulary, but they're all like very deliberate guitar parts that I think, uh-huh. um, work very well together. But do you have anything else to say about this song? You said it was also, it did not take up a lot of room on your notes sheet. Um, hmm. No. Um, so apparently there's trick or treaters outside my, my window right now in this neighborhood. Um, Halloween is actually tomorrow. So what I was doing this morning, trying on my costume was actually in prep for tomorrow. What? So Danny, you, I guess you already said you're not, you're not going to dress up. Your kids aren't going to dress up. There's no Halloween spirit in your house. <laughs> uh, we might figure out something to dress up the kids in. maybe we'll make a costume or something. Oh, so it's going to be like a reality TV show type of challenge where you have to make a costume for your kids using household items in a limited amount of time. Yeah, and someone's going to get eliminated. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, hey, you know, in this economy, it might help. (laughs) So I know I I just called you a nerd and this is going to out me as a nerd, but I'm actually going as Harry Potter. Um, Ooh, you are going to get canceled. <laughs> no, I'm all, I'm sorry. I'm not going as Harry Potter. I'm only going as JK Rowling's uh, more recent opinions. <laughs> so I was actually, I was getting ready today and making, making sure I had everything and it looked all right. Um, and here's how, you know, the story is bullshit. Um, and my girlfriend actually got mad at me and she started accusing me of a bunch of things I didn't do. She was like, I know you stole my like crew neck sweater and like, I like, where's my scarf? I know you have my scarf. And I was like, um, actually I'm just wearing your glasses. So this song, I actually have quite a few notes on this song. First off here, let me pull up the lyrics so I can give it some uh, some contact. Contact. <laughs> this song's about Jodie Foster and Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> it is, yeah. Okay, so, okay, what do we have? We have another kind of a sweatsuit, maybe a, oh, a flying squirrel. I think we have a flying, the hood's not on. I can now see because she's walking past. There is eyes on the hood that would kind of complete the look. So it's a it's like a onesie that's all white in the front, brown in the back. There's a tail, and a face on the hoodie. Um, she was also like 22, and there was no kids with her. So, <laughs> all right. Um, so those are those are the lyrics, huh? <laughs> yeah. So, well, that's the thing. I feel like this guy's lyrics like are just kind of, kind of you know ho hum journal entries that he then fashions into a, a sing-song melody but they're, yes like i i don't feel like when he's writing lyrics he's thinking how is this going to fit into a song 
he's going to just figure it out. They're just sentences, you know? Yeah, it's it's just journal entry. There's no rhyme scheme or anything like that. Yeah. A no. very emo, emo thing to do. Totally. And, and I like it. Um, yeah. Yeah, boy, is there a rhyme like anywhere in this playlist? Probably not. So the, the very first line, actually, I watched your cheeks flush, colored by an air from a Calgary cold front. Calgary cold front is either A, a cool band name, or B, <laughs> a like minor league proud boys wannabe that like I don't want to associate myself with. So I don't know. One of them I like. Okay. That was my first note. Calgary Cold Front, kind of a cool band name, but mm-hmm. anytime you put front in something, mm, like okay. front, legion, um, what, what are some of the other trigger words that you have uh, to be careful of? Reich? Oh, <laughs> yeah, um, Commander Riker. Um, <laughs> so this, this song actually... Oh boy, I don't know where I want to start here. Okay, let's go back to his voice. I feel like we're beating <laughs> a, a dead horse. Yeah. This man. song has like, he does like extreme baby voice. <laughs> it's like he's scared to properly enunciate a word. Mm-hmm. Like he's trying to be like so boyish and coy. <laughs> um, when he says... When he says, did not expect to hear it from you, I think that's the line. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Even if it was, oh, here's a rhyme. But even if it was true, I did not expect to hear it from you so bluntly. I I don't actually think it sounds like a rhyme in the song, but you can make it work. Yeah. It's it's like a mix of baby voice and like like mid-90s Adam Sandler voice. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what I'm talking about? It's... Yeah, yeah. This is another one like the horror of Rio Vanes, where like he's his natural weird singing voice. He was like, "No, this is not enough." Hey, wh- what are the chances? The pop up video ad on this songlyrics.com page is Adam Sandler and Uncut Gems. <laughs> um, it knows, man. It's listening. Yes. And so again, not something that makes me dislike the song, but. For someone who's not like obligated to listen to these songs at least a half dozen times, I would totally understand why someone is like after you know the second listen, like I just I can't get past the voice. Mm-hmm. Like if if uh, that's a reasonable um, <laughs> opinion to have <laughs> on on this band, um, but because I was obligated, and because like I, you know I want to make you proud, Danny. Um, I, I, I put in the time and, you know, I think it's pretty clear. I I like this band, but not so much where I'm going to be like, no, you don't get it. His voice is good. Like (laughs) I can acknowledge that there's some very weird things going on and I, I can really enjoy it in spite of all that. Yes. Well, good. At two 30, I thought Mm -hmm. of you at two 30 of this song. Okay. Let me cue it up. I'm gonna cue it up. I love that reversing thing. What? Sorry. I love what? that little. Re- I love that little reversing thing in the in the beginning. So I thought of that because you you brought that up in the L1011F. Yeah, yeah. But here, 
Hopefully I'm not already in the middle of it. Here we go and play. Love that tapping on the rim. I do love that tippity tapping. This is one of my favorite drum beats in in of of this band. I think is um like that part or a certain a just the whole the thing song. toward yeah. the beginning of the song. It it's the part the drum beat that's like like that. Sounds good. Sounds like I would like it. Yeah, you would. So. Kind of funny, last night um, I was in this like deep listening session mm-hmm. and I was pretty wired. And so for the first time in a long time because of, um, I told you about that surgery I had, right? Mm-hmm. So last night I was in this deep listening session. And so I, I listened to these songs a whole bunch and I was I was really vibing out. And so I was like, you know what? I don't know the drum parts to this song, but I'm just going to fucking hook it up to my electronic drum set and just like kind of improvise, right? Mm-hmm. And it was really, really fun. And uh, I was able to kind of like get the mix where I could I could hear the song and, and my drum playing, but I couldn't really hear the, the drums from the track, um, or at least I couldn't tell what was me and what was the track. Like, <laughs> yeah. But um, it was so much fun. And this song is fun because not those fills you're talking about, but a little bit before that, he's playing these like really soft ghost notes on the snare mm-hmm. where like there will be like the main note and then it's like pa 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 pa, where it's just like like very, very like lightly tapping in it. Yeah. It creates this really cool atmosphere in, in that part of the song that, that I really, really liked. And it was, uh, I, I do not like, Emo drums are very, kind of like guitar, like very much their own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not like, you know, if you go just like drum lessons, you're not going to be able to just sit down and play a bunch of Empire Empire songs. Um, <laughs> but but very, very fun music to play along to. Um, but yeah, the, it, it was one of the few times I actually thought of the drums while listening, mm-hmm. um, you know, but before actually seeing them. And then at, uh, okay, let me, I'm going to play another part. Does this remind you, oh, you might not even know this band well enough to to say, but I really dug this guitar part at just about 340 and reminded me a little bit of another band. slide part uh-huh does that i mean first of all awesome i got some death cab for cutie vibes there oh yeah yeah he, he he does some very like kind of cutesy slide and it's a different type of emo that band but it it's mm. in the universe but yeah r- really dug that and then a little bit later you tell me when you hear potentially the explosions in the sky reference.
feel like it should be pretty easy to to hone in on the only part that was different than the rest there. <laughs> I don't know. You're going to have to tell me. I don't I don't know enough about that band. So their their most famous or popular song is called Your Hand and Mine. Oh, okay. And so okay. I I have a feeling it was intentional. Maybe not. Could be. Yeah. But um could be. Also, a little bit uh dashboard um, I knew that you meant it. You know what I'm saying? When you put your hand on mine, hmm. I knew. Do I know that dashboard song? I thought you were a dashboard fan. I mean, when I was like 19 or 20, I, I liked them. Yeah, I mean, this was like one of their, um, it's fucking hands down. Oh, that was when I was kind of, kind of checking out. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. I mean, it's like probably their biggest. I mean, I know the song. It just ends with him going... He talks about smooching this lady, and he goes, and I knew that you meant it. Oh, yeah, I remember that. It's a good song. Anyway, so I listened to, oh, and then the last part. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this is going to be our our podcast now, just playing a bunch of parts of the song. <laughs> We're but, doing it a lot on this one. Well, I like it. It's either that or me saying, huh, his voice is kind of weird. <laughs> um, all right, here we go. Seven twenty to like into the eighth minute. Mm-hmm. The baseline is so good. Yeah. Like I know the guitar is probably probably what's drawing your ears the most, mm-hmm. but the bass under that is oh, I feel like that's really the like the hook and the meat of that yeah. part of the song. This band knows how to write a, a long ending and a long beginning. Yeah. They're just they're really good at writing <laughs> long songs that keep you yeah keep you uh, entertained. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. They write really long songs that are good from beginning to end mm-hmm. um, that are enjoyable to my ears. <laughs> and I, I guess because of all that, I have to say I like this band. Um, you. I. <laughs> that sounded accusatory. <laughs> what did I do? Um, you. I, I don't know that I want to say that actually I'm just wearing your glasses is my favorite. Okay. I think it still might be the horror. Mm-hmm. That song is because that song stands out the most. And this was a really good closing song. Actually, I'm just wearing your glasses was a really good closing song. I mean, that, yeah, that coda or whatever at the end is a really good way to kind of wrap things up. Mm-hmm. Um, did you know that when you were going to give me this band, did you know that was going to be your closer? No. Uh, I probably probably could have easily and may have had it at the end at one point, but put um, an idea as a greater monument than a cathedral at the end because the mm. ending of that one is, is so good as well. But I felt like having the longest one with a great outro at the end would, was the best the best move. Yeah, I... I mean, it's it's hard to to say. I mean, maybe if you did flip those two songs, I'd be saying the same thing about an idea is greater. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but actually I'm just wearing your glasses does feel like a good album closer because it's it's so long and has this kind of like epic like send off like the end of the song feels like hey thanks we'll we'll see you later like that's what that song feels <laughs> yeah, like you know they're all walking off stage exactly oh yeah throwing the drumsticks was, in the audience I was just gonna say the same thing yeah they're they're walking off stage like one by one until it's like just you know just the basis yeah, yeah. or whatever <laughs> um <laughs> God, that part's so good. Um, so, okay, I'm gonna I want to wrap some things up with some overall okay overall impressions here. Like with L1011, is this mood music? Not to the extent of a hundred percent instrumental band, especially one as specific as L1011. Mm-hmm. And I will say, last night I was one hundred percent in the mood for this. And, yeah. and not to say last night was like, and not to say everything before last night, it was like a struggle. <laughs> like I had liked these songs like the entire week, mm-hmm. but man, okay. So for, for a variety of reasons, this week has kind of been a shit week. That plus listening to this music late at night mm-hmm. is kind of the perfect, you know, the perfect storm to be, to have your body just be open <laughs> To, uh, <laughs> to emo revival music, you know? <laughs> sure, sure. Um, and so I, I could see where you know a week from now, in a uh, different circumstances, I turn on one of these songs and I'm just like, eh, not tonight. <laughs> um, and but no, that's not that's not a bad like that's I didn't even mean that as a joke. I just meant like I can see this being a little more dependent on like how I'm feeling or you know Mm -hmm. just how tired I am the time of day or like with with propaganda like I kind of progressively liked those songs better and better each time yeah yeah and with with this band like I I think it's going to be I like it better or worse depending on my (laughs) emotional state and I that might be too easy to say because this is an emo band maybe if they weren't labeled emo it wouldn't be as easy for me to say that. I I don't know. I I don't, I'm not trying to force that, like Mm -hmm. that thought into these closing statements, but um, yeah, that that's, I feel like when, when it's right, this band is going to be like the perfect band for those moments. And if I'm just like, Oh, I'm just driving from here to the store and back. Maybe not, (laughs) you know? Yeah. First, like the first couple of times, couple times through the playlist I was like I think all of these songs are like B's like they're all Mm -hmm. good I don't know that I think any of these are great Mm -hmm. um spending more time with it I think the horror and probably actually I'm just wearing your glasses are probably the two that are at the top of my list but I could really see that that changing because a lot of these songs and a lot of the parts of these songs, I think, are a little interchangeable. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the the I mean, the sound of this band doesn't like vary a ton. Like the beginning of the beginning of um, "Keep What You Have Built Up Here" and the beginning of "The Horror" are kind mm-hmm. of like a little more up tempo. But yeah. but other than that, like the dynamics of the band don't really change. So I feel like yeah. you could kind of mix parts around, and it would largely kind of be the same songs. Yeah, yeah, um, for sure. So anyway, all of that being said, I liked it a lot. Um, I no longer think these are all, you know, 
demos of a better emo band. <laughs> that that was kind of the the my thinking early on, mm-hmm. and and I I need to give them their their due credit. Um, they are a, a good band on their own right, at least at least as far as these five songs are concerned. Yes. So all about all of that being said, boy, I hadn't thought of what my rating was going to be. I am going to give Empire Empire. I was a lonely estate. God, a rating is forever. I can't go back on this. This is big. <laughs> this is definitely big and important and not and not pointless. They're going to know. <laughs> Keith is going to know and he's going to do like some weird like frowny face on his Instagram with like a <laughs> stupid caption. But I got to take that in consideration too. So, we're going to go with 3.61 seconds of summer. Perfect. Was that correct? <laughs> that was correct. That was the, I mean, Woo! I'd give them more seconds of my summer, but. Well, and you have. You've devoted a lot of seconds of your summer, I would imagine. I have. Probably more seconds. How, how do you feel about this being uh, good good music for the cold weather out there, buddy? I mean, I haven't been diagnosed, but I can certainly see where if you have, like, seasonal depression, this can, you know, this would fit right in. Yeah. Um. It, it's definitely, I think this is more, I mean, sorry, did you say specifically cold or specifically winter? I said cold, but I'm, I'm, okay. I mean like cold winter weather. Yes. I, I, I would say maybe late fall if I want to get specific, but okay. yes, you, you need to be layered to truly <laughs> appreciate, to truly appreciate it. <laughs> um, yeah. There, it, it, at the very least it needs to be brisk outside okay agreed i just sent you two more photos to kind of complete the (laughs) what i sent you when i sent you a picture of keith earlier Mm -hmm. and when i saw keith i said (laughs) this is a combination of two people i've seen where do you have that picture of me it's from your instagram no, it's my it's my fucking desktop background. <laughs> oh my god. If you pulled up if you pulled up like the face mash app or whatever it's called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You put in Danny and Michael Ian Black, <laughs> you would get Keith Latinen from Empire Empire, I was a lonely estate. <laughs> Uh, I, I would have to agree, especially with that picture of, of uh, Michael Ian Black, too. <laughs> it was hard to pick the perfect Michael Ian Black picture because he has so many where he's purposefully looking like a doofus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Got my, my braid shirt on, too. That's a good, good. He Keith would probably wear a braid shirt. <laughs> well, what is he wearing? Something match. Oh, that's a Detroit Lions hoodie he's wearing i didn't even realize that oh in the other picture you sent yeah, yeah. um yeah and, and the one of keith what a jock <laughs> what a jock go back to the library you jock <laughs> go read another book about sports <laughs> um danny i feel like the answer is no but do you know what band you're gonna give me for <laughs> your next episode you're about to spin some sort of wheel ah <sighs> I've been I've been thinking about it all day, going back and forth. Dante, next time we are going to be talking about 
Touche Amore. I don't know what that means. A hardcore band, sort of, from Los Angeles, California, your favorite city. Ugh, another fucking L.A. band? Yep. This is horse shit. <laughs> Until next time, everybody. Bye. If there is a next time. You just MacGyvered your way into the room. <laughs> she gets, she finds hair clips and unlocks the door. Wow. Yeah. And you're just standing, under, you're not even coming in. What's up? How's your diaper? Do you need a diaper change? Dante can do it for you. No. <laughs> what? Can I get up? <laughs> hey, can you be a dad? I guess, Jesus. All right, I'll be right back. All right, me too. Dive your fears.